Hey guys, welcome to Journey Podcast. I'm your host Smita Kanturi. You're going to hear a new segment in Journey Podcast as Coach It Forward. Hope you guys enjoy. Hello everybody. I have Alvin Narsi with me today. He is a cash flow and profit consultant, sharing his experiences and business strategies with us today. Thank you for being here. Welcome to the show, Alvin. Please. Awesome. Thank you so much Smita for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Please go ahead and tell us like why did you become a business consultant? What is your story behind the scenes to be that? Yeah, absolutely. So, I um am a pharmacist by profession. I spent um after I graduated from uni, I traveled a little bit and I bought into my first pharmacy business when I was 27 or 28 years old, so 26 years old. So for the past 15 or 16 years I have been um buying and selling and building up pharmacy based businesses in Melbourne Australia. I think I've done bought and sold I think four to five five now I think anyway. Um so that's been my uh, background and so with running businesses my dad was in business a lot of my family were in business and when i was running my business i i saw um how they were running their businesses and you know they were always in there working in it you know i'm indian and the indian mentality is try not to hire anyone do all the work yourself i can see you're laughing and and i saw that and i you know i'm really big on adventure and um travel and freedom is is one of my big big core values and so when i got into business I wanted to make sure that I don't go into that same trap that I the I wasn't bound to my business. So, um I had always from the beginning looked at um utilizing coaches and consultants and mentors to help me achieve this dream. I had read The E-Myth by Michael Gerber way back in the day. A lot of business owners have read that and you know, I got some help in implementing that and he's all about creating systems, procedures so you can leverage yourself out of the business. and you know that that famous line on working on your business not in it so um yeah so that's basically what i've been doing is uh, working on my business and you know still working a little bit in it but um buying and selling pharmacies and um eventually I, um i sort of developed a sort of repeatable process and i understood that um when i would buy a business uh from a certain stage and to take it to the next level there were just some three core basic activities that i just needed to work on uh and that's worked for me over and over and then um yeah and then the the pandemic came to melbourne australia uh and um my wife and i decided to uh, make a decision that you know we would um leave uh, australia so that meant selling um selling my businesses her um um quitting her job but we sort of had a, a moment where we said what do we want our lives to look like and this is you know from now on what do we want to so we took some time to uh plan and um you know we want to be traveling exploring the world and so um sold the businesses and now that's why I I have taken this next next step into helping other business owners uh improve their cash flow and profitability because that's the experience that I've had and um it's really easy for me to walk walk people in walk business owners on how to do that you mentioned that you changed your profession at 26 years how hard i mean usually guys tend to settle down by then you having to change your profession entirely what was that experience like that at that time and how was your family 
to that idea? Yeah. So, I mean, I, when I say print, I got into business when I was 26 or 27 and I, and I've just changed, um, you know, in the past year or so, but, um, getting into business at 26 and 27 uh, at a very young age, um, it, it, it was, it was challenging because, uh, you know, when uh, I can only speak for my family, they sort of have this safe mentality, like, you know, get a job, uh, just work. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you're nodding your head. Um, but I always come from an entrepreneurial family and it was really odd that they were telling me this, but, um, yeah, nevertheless, I, I was able to jump in and, uh, and really work it. So, um, yeah, I faced a lot of resistance in the beginning from my folks. Um, but you know, once, once I got through, you know, settled a couple of years in the business, uh, it was fine after that. Yeah. So they definitely came around in the end. People always say like, uh, you should have a backup plan if the business is not going far enough. And <laughs> I see you. So what do you actually say about that? That's really interesting. I think, um, I don't know if you have a backup plan, it almost feels like you've, you've got an out. And so for me, like, you know, in the next stage of my, like, I want to make sure I'm going all in and really, because I know what I want. Um, I know what it takes to get there. And I'm just going to go all in and make it happen. So no backup plans for me. So before 26, when you were start, when you started doing this, was there anything else that you were doing like to earn by yourself? I, I was just an employee pharmacist. So I was just a, a normal clinician pharmacist working, working in businesses. Um, I graduated when I was 22, traveled the world a little bit, but came back and, um, um, you know, just worked around a little bit. There was one defining moment that took me from being an employee to wanting to own business. Is that what you're driving at? Yes, please. Fantastic. Okay. So when I was, um, when I was, uh, 23 or 24, I was traveling in Laos. Long story short, I got hit by a truck, uh, lost my elbow. I was traveling for a year, uh, at that time. Um, and uh, after I got hit by the truck, I was sort of in and out of consciousness. And I had this existential moment of like, you know, what am I doing with my life? I'm just mucking around working. Um, but that whole event, taking six months off work, recovering was the impetus for me to sort of move forward and really get my get my tush into gear and, and really get into business. So that for me was a big moment in my career, in my life, actually. Changing a career, like you were safe and sound getting a salary per month from yes. that to jumping into entrepreneurship where you are doing your business, where you might have a confidence that it is going to be successful, but you don't know whether it is going to be really successful or not in the future. <laughs> Having that pivotal moment to shift everything there, what were the questions that you had for yourself and how did your family take for that? Yeah. Okay. So the questions are the big one, and I think it's definitely because of my age is, am I good enough? Right. Can I really do this? Um, and, and that was, this, I guess at that young age, that's the reason probably why my family back then, um, were a little bit apprehensive towards me getting into business. Um, but I was able to work that through really, really quickly. I tend to jump into things and, and make it happen if I'm really have a lot of conviction about it. And, um, I studied a little bit of NLP and, you know, I, all I need to do is look around me and look at what other people around me have done. My grandfather, people, all people around me building businesses, anybody else I would meet. And, you know, there's a framework that if they can do it, there is no reason why I can't do it. If I just apply myself, 
learn the skills and actually get into it. So a little bit of apprehension in the beginning, but um, yeah, just get in there, do it. You're one of our conversation, you mentioned like, try doing everything by ourselves. Yes. Why do you think everybody wanted to do that? I mean, most of the people wanted to control everything by themselves. How can they come out of it? And what are the avenues that they think they have to look for? Yeah, so I think that mindset is is really challenging, especially if you have that family and, and the background of doing everything yourself. I, I'm, I think, I'm not sure where it came from uh, in my family. I think it's perhaps some part of control, um, some part of, um, you know, perhaps having bad experiences. But it was really easy for me to transition out because I saw how hard my dad was working in his, in his business. Um, and, you know, I, I just had my values of travel, adventure, freedom, lifestyle. So these are all the things that I want. And I was told that if you have a business, you can do these things if you set everything up right. And that's what I really worked hard in transitioning from day to day to working on the business. Leaving Australia, I mean, you, you were working for a business and you were striving for it, you struggled for it, you built the entire thing. Yeah. And just leaving everything out and just walking away from it, how does that experience go? Oh, okay, yeah, so this next chapter in my life, absolutely. Um, how did it go? I mean, it's at the same time, it's super exciting to um, midway, you know, when you're about 40, 41 years old to sort of sit down with, uh, you know, with your wife or that special other and just you have the opportunity now to really look at life and say, okay, where do we want to go now? And, you know, what do we want to create, experience, live by? So for my wife and I, that was that was the, the overarching theme of um, why we why we left and how did you know in the beginning it, it's a little bit tricky because i had to sell my businesses she had to quit her job um you know we had to sell everything put everything in storage and that kind of thing but we're both really good planners and we've sort of mapped out our next 10 years um and we just went for it wow wow uh, yeah <laughs> Hearing that itself is like so scary, to be honest. Like, yeah, you are just saying as if it is nothing. Like, yes, just we went for it. Yeah, I, I it's really interesting. I, I, I talked to, in fact, I was having a conversation with uh, a couple today. Uh, yeah, to a lot of people, it seems really scary. Why does it not seem scary to us? That's really interesting. Um, I, I guess we're, we're really good planners and we know um, it, we have a really good base, I guess, we could work on um to sustain us for a few more years if this doesn't work out but it's going to work out uh we're going to make it happen so um i i, I yeah it's, it's i guess it's just a conviction based on our previous um business adventures in my case and, and her and you know my wife's uh, corporate career so yeah there's there's um and a lot of people have done it so we can do it interesting way to put it a lot of people have done it but yeah i mean Looking from outside, it is always like exciting. Yeah, they are changing the careers, though you feel like, yeah, is that really going to be successful? But the actually thinking about it for ourselves and doing it. It's, it's really interesting. So um, and, and I guess, you know, like what is what is being successful? So, um, you know, for us, successful is being around family, travel um, to be and, and, you know, the last component is to be able to provide value in some way or another to uh, people that we come come into contact with. So 
um, yeah, this next stage is fulfilling all of those needs for us. Um, yeah, and it's, it's going to be fun. It is fun. It's great. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> Please go ahead and tell us what is that work you do and what are your, you mentioned your core values are uh, visibility, sorry, your philosophy, visibility, yes. cash and profit. Yeah. Please go ahead and explain so, what is that you help with and what kind of a support that gives. Absolutely. So I um, work with business owners to improve their uh, cash flow and profitability. And, you know, there's so many um, different aspects of business, so many sexy things in businesses, in running businesses. And what I found in running mine was just to fo focus on the core basics. Um, and that's um, visibility. So to understand the visibility of the numbers in your business, to generate excess cash flow and have systems for doing that and to continually uh, work on the profit aspect of your business. So I was able to sort of reduce my three, if I was looking at the three core activities that um, that I used, it was these three areas of uh, running my business that allowed me to expand and grow and make it really profitable and to ultimately fund my lifestyle needs. So th these are the areas that I work on with my clients is just to simplify um, that aspect of their business and just hone in on three of those major concepts and we go deep into those. When you say that you make it simplifying, let's just pick one thing, uh, visit, okay. for example. Sure. Let's, let's, cash or profit, whatever you're comfortable to talk right now. Yeah, easy, pick easy. one that, what do you say like simplifying it? Do you yeah. have strategies for them to go for? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah, I mean, we can talk about visibility because that's, I mean, a lot of people know about cash and profit, but um, visibility is just one of those areas um, which, you know, a lot of business owners, they, they sort of know that they need to work on, but they don't really. So what I talk about visibility is understanding the numbers in your business. And I'll just use one example, like cash flow, the flow of cash through your business it's something that obviously if you're a business owner, you're not taught how to work on your cash flow, but also there's this myth that um, producing a cash flow statement or understanding cash flow is actually really, really difficult. But when you simplify the steps and, you know, I've just got a three-step process and we um, make it very simple just so you can understand the cash going in and out of your business. And it's basically just logging into your bank account, into your business bank account understanding what cash is going in, what cash is going out and whatever's left over. And that, and in that simplest form of the flow of cash through your business, it, that understanding just gives you so much more power when you're running your business. That's a, just a really, really quick component of the cash component, cash flow component. So that kind of a visibility, I mean, you are telling them what comes in, what is going out and what is reminding how to plan for it. Do you give any strategies for them or like, do you plan what it is or what exactly Absolutely. the work can behind it? Yeah, 100%. So once you understand the way the your cash flows to the business, it, it actually gets very powerful because then you can start to project out. So not a lot of business do a, a cash flow projection, which is really, really important. But the flow on effect from um, understanding the way the cash flows through your business is the basis for all the other strategies. So one of the, one of the other uh, strategies that we start to work on is understanding what key performance indicators or KPIs are relevant for your business. And KPIs are important because what you want to be able to do is be on the other side of the world 
and um, already have determined these key metrics in your business that levers that you can push and pull that you know will generate excess cash in your business. And so you want to track these and you want to make sure that your team are optimizing constantly for these particular KPIs for your business. So yeah, I work with my clients to help them determine what the KPIs are, um, how to track and measure them. And the main thing, uh, one of the main things also is how we display them or how do we keep track of them using uh, a very simple KPI dashboard. So just the basic things, which uh, often can get lost. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. And it is so interesting in one of your um, introduction one place, you mentioned uh, the business owners that you uh, serve and those have like the turnover at least 20K per month, I believe, yes. and have yes. two people at, the, at least in their team uh, right. who are organized, progressive, motivated and there is another thing i believe ambitious as well yes yeah enthusiastic or whatever so why do yeah. you choose only that kind of people i mean no. let's just say i wanted to get your help and i don't have any team i am single working everything on myself uh, by myself so why is that you chose only that kind yeah so i really based um based who i want to work with based on my experience i've just all the businesses i've built and, and grown and sold have been large, large businesses. And that's just my forte. When it comes to um, solopreneurs or startups, not my thing. I, I've had limited experience in that space. Um, so I, I just work with people that, um, that I know I can work with and, and grow with and stuff that I've done already. So any curveballs that do come up in, along the way, I'm very confident I can deal with them because I've, I've already done this kind of thing, but smaller based businesses, I haven't done it. It's not my thing. There are definitely other, other players, uh, you know, other consultants in the market who definitely specialize in that. So I'm, I'm going with where I can give the most value and I would be, wouldn't be lying, but you know, it's, it's not my area of expertise. Now, in terms of people I want to work with, definitely I want ambitious, successful. I want people with the right mindset because when, when we get to this stage of, um, you know, I can show you all the strategies and, and all that fun stuff, but what I found to be really, really important is to have the right mindset. And when we have, um, so, you know, like I can, I can explain the strategies to you. If you don't have the right mindset, you'll probably say, oh, you know, I don't want to do that or that's not going to work or etc. But if, if I have someone with the right mindset, who's going to execute and who has uh, the capability or the understanding of the long-term vision that they want to think about. Um, it just gets better. Like, the vibe between my clients and I, it's easy because I have the same vibe, that expanded mindset, I think. And, and you know, I just resonate a lot better with those kind of uh, people. Absolutely. I think I get the point. And, <laughs> <laughs> and at one place, you, uh, I think you mentioned expense reduction systems. Yeah. What is that exactly, Carlos? Let's just say I'm having a business. I'm just like giving a lame scenarios because I don't know anything about what you do or like what, how you can help. So yeah. if you are going to help me when you are talking about expense, uh, expense reduction systems, I already see like, yes, these are all the expenses that I have to have. If not, I'm not going anywhere. How do you actually tell me like, yeah, you have to really see what it is uh, you are doing yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're going to be so surprised. It's so simple. It's so simple that a lot of business owners maybe start doing it. And I this certainly happened to me. We start, but we don't follow through. So expense reduction is 
basically just looking at your profit and loss statement, just looking at uh, one supplier or provider at a time. And I like to do it on a, on a weekly basis. We just go through one supplier a week and we just talk to them and see if we can reduce some of our expenses. So if we have a phone company that we're dealing with, um, we know that week we're going to ring them up and try and renegotiate a better deal or go to the market and get a better deal. Even if we get a 1% uh, saving in, in that, which is great in, in the cost. But if we say, you know, if you're a large business and you probably got 30 or 40 different suppliers, if we do that, you know, once every two to three weeks over time, that compounding effect will add so much to your bottom line but we often forget about it or we only do it once or twice or we only do it when it's too late. Like, oh my God, the phone's really expensive. I'll work on negotiating that now. We do that and we leave it. But if we're constantly um, putting it in our diary, we have a system where every week we know what we're doing, we know who we're talking to, and we just keep doing that over the course of the year. And then by the end of the, the 12 months, come back to the first supplier again. That's all it is. It's just basic stuff. It's just getting on the phone, talking to them, renegotiating or getting a better deal on the market, but doing it consistently for all your suppliers. You are talking about mindset and I think I have seen meditation also in your uh, yeah. uh, introduction. So why do you think those things are really important? Mindset, I do understand. We spoke about it a bit ago, uh, but why does meditation is needed or like how it is going to help in the holistic process of what you're doing? Yeah, that's a really interesting question. Well, I can only look at the way meditation has helped me. And I think one of the main things, um, it helps with being present. Um, and so my meditation practice and helps me be a little bit, a lot calmer. And I think if you've got a stable mind, especially when you're running businesses, you're not going to be as one, you're not going to be pulled around a lot, trying to find um, different strategies and be totally messy in your business. But when it comes to making decisions, you're going to be a lot clearer, a lot focused. You can actually breathe and and breathe out and then really think about problems and situations and also opportunities um, not quickly, but, you know, with a clear mind. So um, I practice Vipassana, which is um, which has been really useful for me. Um, but, you know, uh, there's so many different types of meditation. But I think it's that mindfulness aspect that um, that can help you just to be a little bit more present. And uh, in one of the other places you mentioned, uh, you can also talk about creating systems and procedures. Yeah, yeah. What kind of a systems and what kind of a procedures are you talking about? Anything. So one of the, <laughs> everything. So what I'm really good at, because uh, I'm all about systems and procedures and leveraging you, the business owner, out of it. So um, any anything that involves sucking you, the business owner's time out of it, one of the quick things that we do is we do a time audit um, with, with my clients and figure out where are the areas that are sucking them into their business. But, you know, for an example, uh, really easy again, if there's a, a process that you're doing in, in your business that only you can do, I don't know, for instance, let's just use an, uh, an example like doing the ordering for stock in the shop. So we can easily outsource this and we just do a time audit and it's, it's as simple as listing all the steps that you need to take to do an order, which, which a lot of business owners find really difficult, but we can just break it down into simple, simple steps. Um, and then from there, we can just look at simplifying those steps and then 
making sure that we can then outsource it to somebody else on our team. It's, it's just the basics. You are saying it basics for the person who is actually doing it. It is everything at that moment. It, exactly right. Exactly right. But so, yeah, so I sit down with, I work with my clients and we just sit down and simplify the process and then hand it off to somebody else. And then we constantly optimize that process. So, you know, you may not get it right initially, but um, we, you got to start. And what I see also business owners doing is, you know, we, we don't have to be perfect the first time. We just create a version 1.0, do it, run with it. There's going to be kinks that we can iron out in the system. Um, and then, yeah, and then, and then it just slowly becomes a self-optimizing system. Something related to the mindset perspective. Mm. Have you ever had any self-doubt on yourself thinking, will this really work? Am I going to be successful in this? Absolutely. Um, I think anytime I do something that seems to happen most times, but I can quickly get out of it um, and, and quickly work through it. I, I guess because, um, well, you know, the meditation training, the NLP training, but it, it happens most times, but I'm able to work through it really quickly. In, in that line, is there any lowest point, uh, lowest moments in your life where you were like, I don't think I can do this anymore. Or like, this is the rock bottom that I can, I can. Hit. Absolutely. Oh my God. Um, you know, I was, uh, you know, one of my, one of the times in, uh, uh, in business, um, I, I just found myself in this, this is very earlier on in the piece. I found myself in this situation where uh, I had over leveraged and, um, you know, I had to make bank repayments for the business and I had borrowed too much money to invest in the business and I just wasn't getting the return quickly out of the business to pay the bank. Um, and that was, that was, you know, very, very hairy for me and trying to juggle all the money to make sure I pay suppliers and the bank, it was super, super stressful. And, you know, there were lots of moments where I'm like, oh God, can I even do this? Can I, can I pull this off? Absolutely. Yeah. We were able to in the end. It just, but um, yeah, it was, it was very challenging. What kind of a mindset would you have at the time having a self-doubt scary moment at one side and the other side, do you yourself tell to yourself like, yes, I can do this. I'm able to, I will be moving forward no matter what. Yeah. Having those two mindsets in the same time talking to you, I can say like having those two voices talking to you at the same totally. time. How do you actually feel that? Yeah, well, you have you have a scarcity mindset, um, and then you also know that you need to turn it around. So, um, you know, it, you just start off with days and moments of um, absolute non-clarity because you're too busy putting out fires and and trying to make the whole thing work. Um, but really, I've always had support. I've always had coaches and mentors to help me through it, and. You know, sometimes it's just a really quick conversation with somebody um, just to hear out the ideas and to give you that little bit of reassurance that um, you're on the right path and you can pull it all together. And just a little pat on the bottom and then, um, you know, somebody sounded out and then that always helps me along my way. What was your satisfactory moments like? Helping a client, yes, they are successful in their business. That is satisfying because that's your job. That's why yeah. you got into that. But uh -huh. for you to take a breath and as a personal moment, how, what was it like? What kind of a moments do you think? Uh, so what kind of moments do I think are um, 
important to me or fully satisfying for you apart from helping clients helping clients is always there of course yeah. i understand that so apart yeah. from that is there anything else like yes this is the most satisfying moment for me yeah i think for me it's when i'm creating um and when i'm learning and um and exploring so those are all very satisfying moments for me i used to paint um painting was always uh, the the creation creative process was always excellent and um just took me to some amazing places uh in my mind and also the the challenge of constantly learning i'm trying to learn german at the moment which is a lot of fun um but being in that creative process and and learning process yeah it always and and travel that always makes me happy as long as i'm constantly learning and growing and and experiencing new things definitely and uh, in your bio you gave uh, you were running or something before we yeah. started running you said you are going to talk about it please yeah right so i used to be um uh very heavy uh very large boy and i you know very late in my 30s uh, mid 30s or so i made the decision to to lose weight and and really look after my health um part of that journey was uh, the discovery that i actually uh, enjoyed running like who th- who would have thought running i, I the, the idea of running to me uh, in the old version of myself was just absolute disaster and um so once i started getting the confidence from losing weight and getting healthy i actually discovered trail running uh, which is um you know running in the mountains and not running on the road uh running in the mountains and the trails um around melbourne so and then from there i guess just because of the nature of what i am um you know it made sense to me to start training for particular events and to start to you know test myself um so then i started running competitions and trail running competitions and went to some great places ran some uh amazing mountains um in the longest distance i ran for was about 50 kilometers and that was a whole day event in the mountains and you know wearing a pack and carrying your food and stuff um yeah that was really good fun again that adventure thing how many pounds or kgs that you have decreased with that uh, finding yourself in that journey yeah so i mean I, i lost over 15 kilos um from that time so yeah and you know the, the running uh the running was a small part of it it was only once i lost a, a bit of the weight that i got the confidence to run and uh, and continually to work on my body um yeah people though have ambitions as i was asking before about the scary moments though they have ambitions or like yeah they think they have plans but they still are scared to start it or even mm-hmm. to pursue through their journey or to see the vision they might have like yes i wanted to reach here but to follow through they'll be having like a lot of self doubt questions and they are so scared for that kind of people if they come to you what would be your advice to start with yeah okay i think i i always start with a with a why um trying to understand um what is it that you're creating what is it that you want what sort of impact will it have um what sort of value that will bring for you in your life and you know just like for me i know what for when i fully understand what i'm working towards and what kind of impact will it have and how it will provide for my values and dreams it it just makes that journey a little bit easier because every time you work towards that goal 
and you might hit a stumbling block and then you might sort of want to give up, but then you just sort of, you know, you, you're, I, I like to think you, you brought back to the, the why, why am I doing this? Um, you know, and hopefully that can propel you to the next stage. And then you have your next doubt and you fall back onto your why again and you keep going and, and, until you're happy. This is not sound, this is not to sound anything rude, but normally asking like if there are a lot of coaches that we see around today. Yeah. They can name themselves in n number of ways. Yes. If people ask like, yeah, why do they need to choose you? What is that you are getting different onto the table compared to the other people? So if you have to answer why you, what would you do? Yeah, absolutely. Because I've actually done it. So I've, um, I've actually bought and sold uh, five or six multi-million dollar businesses. I've been at the stage where I've sort of been at a cash crunch and over leveraged and almost gone out of business and I've recovered. And I've always, always had mentors and coaches helping me along the way. And so basically what you're going through, what a business owner is going through, uh, I can relate really, really well because chances are I've already gone through it. (laughs) Chad, <laughs> you have already gone through. Good to know. Okay. Yeah, I th- I think um, you know if I if I'm talking to my business owners, I think we overcomplicate things, and I don't think so. We spend enough time on understanding why we're doing things. So if the message I want to give to other business owners is to you know. Um, really get clear on what you want your business to provide for you and your family and what what you want long term and you know let's get focused and keep it simple i think those those are the the two key messages that 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 i tell a lot of people anyway okay thank you for tuning in and you can find me on all the socials at smitha gunturi and the show notes for any resources mentioned see you next week take care